Good morning, everybody. It's time to wake the fuck up with Jeff. How's everybody doing this morning? Um, sponsored by our Green to Graduate show. Um, the Green to Graduate show is a fantastic, fantastic program um, that so many of you can learn how to off-leash train your dog. Um, and lure up. Good. Sit. And I'm going to lure. Good. Down. Good. Tucker here. Podcasters, this is just a promo. Good job. Down. Turn your dog from no commands to fully off-leash. Turn around and come back towards us. Do it easily in a month or less. Tucker here. Dog's recalling the humongous field. Here? There we go. That's my boy. So, it's time to wake the fuck up. Today's show, the theme of today's show is working your dog over threshold and setting your dog up to fail. And that triggers so many people. So many people feel that that is just wrong to do. And I am blatantly blown away by the concept that somebody would think if you want a highly trained dog, a dog to do extremely well in all different situations, to um, not do those protocols. This concept of working a dog under threshold, and I'll discuss that, and then also setting your dog up to fail, which I will discuss that. Now, the reason why we work dogs over threshold, if you don't know what that means, it's so many people want to keep your dog into a sterile bubble and never challenge it, never put it into um, a situation where it might um, get overly excited and make the wrong decision. So many people don't want your dog to, um, to fail just so you can correct it. They want everything to be sterile. They want your dog to live in a bubble, and then they're going to call it a trained dog. Well, that's the biggest crock of fucking bullshit I've ever heard in my life. And it's about time everybody realized that. And the re reason why you realize that is because you're taking a dog training class in a classroom, which is fine. That's a great way to learn your basics. That's what we do, too. But you all know, as soon as you walk outside, it all falls apart. It all falls apart. And, and you talk to your, to your trainer about it, and you know what they'll say to you? They'll blame you. They'll say, well, you're not doing enough reps. You're not doing enough reps. That's the big excuse. Oh, you're not doing enough reps. No. It's got nothing to do with doing more reps. It's about training your dog in the real world and applying a punisher for an unwanted behavior. That's what it that's what has to happen. So let's go backwards a little bit. Let's go backwards a little bit. So right now, um, right now I've got a new dog. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a video of this dog. It's been with us for three days. And let me take you a, a short video of this dog. And I'm videotaping now. Just get a little bit of a video here as I talk to you. This dog's name is Goose. He's been with us for three days. Days. He um, has no impulse control at all. He can't hold a command for more than five minutes. He came actually in on Wednesday um, in the afternoon, and it is I'm sorry Wednesday morning, and it's Friday. So now let me play this video back to everybody um, for everybody to see. And let's see. You're not gonna have to hear the sound on this. And. Um, <clears throat> So I'm just holding it for all my podcast folks. I'm just holding the camera up of a dog in place while I'm doing my podcast. 
All right. So this dog will be didn't know a command for more than five minutes. And now the dog is doing a minimum of a one hour place command in two days. In the real world, because Angelo comes in, Joelle just woke up, she came in. I've got two dogs behind me outside that just that just finished swimming, and this dog is ignoring everything. Two days. Two days. And you'll learn it all in the Green to Graduate, by the way. You'll learn it all in the Green to Graduate. But anyway, so let's talk about how we train basic obedience. We use food. So look what I have right here. I have a treat pouch. And you know what I will do? Good. And I just marked it with good, and I threw him a piece of kibble. Just for holding command. Okay? So we will spend... Probably the dog's only here for three weeks. Um, we will probably spend the first four or five days doing all positive reinforcement training. We will teach this dog on all his basic commands using a reward-based system. All with food, all with the yes marker. Any unwanted behaviors that pop up, we will stop because you have to do that. But all is obedience. So please separate obedience from unwanted behaviors, from manners, from being pushy. All of this obedience is being trained with a reward-based system in a quiet environment. We're doing it inside. Angelo is not, you know, running around, which he doesn't do inside. The dogs are all outside. Joel is doing a lot of the baseline stuff. He's learning how to walk politely on a leash on our street when it's quiet. And I think we put up, if you follow us on Instagram or on Facebook, especially Instagram stories, you've seen him out there learning how to walk. And now he doesn't pull on the leash. And we did that in one day. And I think Joel put up a little interview, a little clip um, of, uh, of the intake. All of this is being documented, by the way. And it's all going to be available on our Academy social media platform. But also what we're doing is we're doing a troubleshooting series that's going to be up on our Academy. For the people that bought the Green to Graduate, you're going to get this for free. It'll be additional videos that will be just tagged on your Green to Graduate. And for other people, we'll probably make it anywhere from $9 a module to like $37 a module, depending on what, you know, what we're going over. I'm making a couple more tips today that I noticed that people would probably struggle with when they take their dog out to the bathroom, as I did this morning. I'm in charge of morning shifts. So we train all these dogs on baseline obedience with a reward-based system, just like probably all of you are doing. We use the word yes, but you can also use a clicker. Clickers do work. They're called markers. Now, once this dog is proficient in now if the dog gets off of place i just bring him back why he's learning there's no corrections he's learning now when has he been corrected barking in his crate he's been corrected that's when he's been corrected whining in his crate that's when he's been corrected but everything else we're doing is a reward-based system once the dog now is proficient once the dog is proficient in its obedience, meaning it knows sit, down, place, heel, recall, all those commands can easily get a dog proficient in a week. 
Now it's time to do something called proofing. Proofing is starting to bring the dog above threshold with distractions. That's when you start educating the dog what a punisher is for non-compliance or for breaking a command for a known command. Now, you have to actually understand and learn and teach the dog. First, you have to teach yourself how to do those things. So that's where we're starting to bring the dog above threshold. So what will we do? We'll do things such as the dog will be in place. Our dogs will run past the dog. The dog will be in place. We'll drop food on the ground. The dog will be in place. We'll knock on the door. We'll ring the doorbell. The dog will be in place. We'll crouch down and make kissing noises. We'll throw a ball past the dog. Dog loves balls. And if the dog doesn't hold command, we say no. We apply a punisher. What's the punisher? Leash pop, remote collar, stim. It's a disservice to your dog not to do that. If you keep your dog in a bubble, your dog will not do well in the real world. And that is why so many people are failing. The dog is doing well when everything is perfect. But Mother Nature does not give a flying Frank Sinatra about perfect. They're going to throw everything at your dog. Your neighborhood will throw everything at your dog. Cars, trucks, kids, bicycles, skateboards, basketballs. Like, don't you want to take your dog places? So on Wednesday night's podcast, after this dog was here for eight hours, I told everybody on Friday night's podcast, the dog would be in place for the whole podcast. Meanwhile, we had it created up during the podcast because it couldn't even hold place for five minutes. Here we are Friday morning and the dog's going to hold place for the whole podcast. Think about that. You can do this too. You can do this with your dog. We show you how to do it in the green to graduate. If everybody doesn't know, if you're listening to the podcast, it's at Academy. And it sounds like I've been plugging the hell out of this course a lot. Why? Because I have been. The reason why I have been is because, so it's academy.solidcanintraining.com. It's cheaper than a one-hour consult with me. You'll get your dog fully off-leash trained with this, with, this, with this program. The bar needs to be set higher. And it's not. It's not set higher, but it needs to be. So in, in two weeks, this dog will be off-leash trained, and then we spend the last week doing even intensive, more intensive, setting the dog up to fail, as well as working the dog over a much higher threshold. These owners can't even have people over their house. They can't take their dog anywhere. They have a child with another one on the way. So, stop not working your dog above threshold. It's a disservice to your dog. Teach your dog how to listen above threshold. So, for any 
trainer out there that tells you not to work your dog over threshold and you're on week three, four, five, six, whatever of training, you're being lied to. It's a disservice. It's a disservice. Thank you. That's what? Yep, you can leave that open. Yeah, Angela just got a new Chromebook. Oh, a podcast? Hmm. I just noticed. Can I finish my podcast first? All right, um, so it's just preventing me from doing these online okay, sessions. All right, uh, so basically, you got to address this. Okay, I'll take care of that later. Uh, okay. So um, read. Read. Yep, All right. thanks. All right, Angela got a new Chromebook and all his passwords, none of his passwords safe, so I got to <clears throat> I gotta redo it. All right? He's a homeschool kid. He's a good kid. His birthday is Sunday. He'll be 10. Um, so that's the importance of working a dog over threshold. So if you are told not to work your dog over threshold, if you are told don't bring your dog around situations that are above threshold and your dog has gone through training, you're being lied to. What that means is the training sucked. That's what it means. So if you want to know how to do it, jump into our free podcast, join our Patreon channel. By the way, our Patreon channel, it's you it's 10 bucks a month and you save 20% off of all your consults and all of your courses. So the other day somebody bought an hour consult, one course, they saved $90 in one day by spending 10. So here's a great example. Goose just got up. Down. And he just laid back down. So he got up because Angelo ran past him to go outside, closed the door. That got him excited. So I'm not going to tell him no yet. He's still learning. I'll just tell him what to do. But eventually, he'll be corrected for doing that. But not yet. We haven't done enough reps. We haven't done enough role-playing of that situation. So most people that listen to my podcast, What Would Jeff Do?, everything is like high corrections. That's because nobody is seeing us do, doing baseline training of dogs. The Green Duke Graduate course shows you how we do baseline training of dogs. Of course we do baseline training of dogs. Of course we use a reward-based system. That's how you train dogs. But then after that, now it's trying to actually prepare you for the real world. And that's what nobody is doing. They're not preparing you for the real world. And that's why your dogs are failing. That's why you are struggling. Because you're not going through the sequential part of dog training. There's actually a system to train a dog. Now, why would you train your, why would you set your dog up to fail? Because they're dogs and they make mistakes, and they need to know the difference between correct and not correct. So let's say you have a counter surfer. Okay? Your dog could die from being a counter surfer. I had a counsel yesterday with a dog that was on its third hospital visit. Because <clears throat> it got into the, tra it actually got into the um, uh, laundry basket. It was ingesting uh, uh, socks and underwear. So what did I suggest you do? They have a remote collar. I said, and what they do is they hide everything. They put everything away. 
all the socks, all the stuffy toys, anything the dog can get its mouth on, they put away. I said, why would you do that? I didn't say it like that, you know. But I said, no. Get your remote collar, get a bunch of socks and underwear, throw it on the ground. The dog goes over to the sock, which the dog eats. It inhales it. It gets rushed to the emergency room. That's scary. Like, how many of you have been through that situation? So what do you do? Sock on the ground, remote collar up, all the way. Yes, you're going to make it uncomfortable. The dog gets goes to pick up the sock. Right when they're about to pick up the sock, you correct your dog at the highest level for, I do it for 10 seconds. I want the dog to feel an immense amount of discomfort. Oh my gosh, Jeff, that is terrible. You use pain to train. Uh-huh. To stop an unwanted behavior, which ends up, which which keeps my dog um, out of the emergency room, I damn well will. It's $3,500 to slice open a dog minimum to remove something. That's what I mean by setting your dog up to fail. Dog counter surfs, put food up on the counter, leave your dog in the kitchen, go out of the room, hide, use a video camera, wait till the dog jumps up, correct the dog high. Make it suck to get to counter surf. Dog goes over by the trash can, leave the trash can open, put some yummy food up on top. Dog goes over to the trash can, same protocol. You don't want your dog on the couch, same protocol. Leave the room, see if the dog jumps up on the couch, correct it. You know what everybody else does? They walk into the room, they say off, the dog gets off the couch. Oh, isn't that cute? My dog listens to me. Yeah, but the dog doesn't stay off the couch. So me talking loud is freaking out this dog. Down. So. It's so, so important. So think of all the things that your dog does on a repetitive basis that you don't want your dog to do. How do you stop it? Like that. Now, every single thing, no. We're talking about behaviors. So we started out this conversation talking about obedience, working under threshold, working over threshold. Now we're talking about behaviors, which you can correct right from the get-go. You do not have to train your dog first. Hey, my dog fence fights. Okay, great. Remote collar on the dog. Send the dog outside, let a fence fight. Correct it. Hi. That's another thing. I put up a post this morning about dog trainer sugarcoating stuff. Oh, well, just, just do the, the minimum level to make it stop. Why? Why not the maximum level to make it really stop? Not just for that day. You have to instill an inhibitor into the dog that will make the dog not want to do the behavior again. Oh, well, the dog just doesn't do the dog doesn't fence fight anymore. The dog doesn't jump on the counter anymore. The dog doesn't get in the trash anymore. The dog doesn't steal things anymore because it's afraid of getting shocked. Uh-huh. Absolutely. 
That's called reality. Enough, enough of the sugarcoating bullshit that's being peddled around the internet. And you're being lied to by your trainer. Oh my gosh, it doesn't hurt the dog. Well, define hurt. Sure, there's absolutely discomfort in the moment. But your dog doesn't get hurt like you broke your leg. Like you broke your nose, you broke your arm. It's like, yeah, you stubbed your toe. It hurts in the moment and then it's over. But everyone's being lied to. Everybody's trying to be the nice trainer. And this is not just force-free positive reinforcement trainers. This is, this is like I'm seeing this, you know, dabble into the quote-unquote balanced community. Everybody's trying to be soft and gentle. Now, are we soft and gentle? Context. What are we talking about? Are we trying to stop our dog from an unwanted behavior? Absolutely. Like, let's live in reality. Let's have a reality check. Show of hands. How many people have had their dog rush to the emergency room because they ingested something? The dog would not throw it up. They had to slice the dog open. And you're like, holy fucking shit. What's this going to cost me? Well, I'll tell you what it's going to cost you. $3,500 to $8,000 is what it's going to cost you. And your dog could die. And your dog can get an infection after the fact. That's what it's going to cost you. But oh, no. That's mean. Really? $5,000 for surgery, that's mean. On something that you could have prevented by just listening and doing what I just told you to do. It's not that difficult to do. Is it pretty to watch? No. Do you enjoy it? I hope not. I don't. But it's one of those things you have to do. I also don't enjoy taking out my credit card and paying for a $5,000 bill. I also don't like rushing to the emergency room wondering if my dog's going to die in the back of my car or on the table. Does anybody like that feeling? How many people have had to put their dog in the back of their car, rush to the emergency room, hoping that their dog makes it as well as going, how much is this going to cost? Think about it. I'm living in the world of reality with real dogs in real situations in real life, not some fucking fantasy land. And I'm not angry, guys. I'm trying to keep dogs alive. I'm trying to keep dogs in families. Dog jumps up on people. Make that suck. Context, everybody. Context. We're not talking about teaching obedience. So, yes, you set your dog up to fail to prevent it from doing an unwanted behavior and harming somebody, a child, grandma. Got an email yesterday. I mean, every day I get emails. Every day I get DMs. Happy-go-lucky, friendly dog. Pulled its owner down dislocated her, or her, her shoulder. That could have been stopped by teaching a proper heel. And not only teaching a proper heel, but also not pulling when it saw something. 
oh, my dog is great on the heel until it sees something. Well, teach the basic heel using a reward-based system and then stop it from pulling on the leash and exploding using a punitive-based system. These are very simple concepts. And this whole fucking industry has been hijacked by the candy man. And it's got to stop. If you want your dog to live to the end of its natural life, stay out of the emergency room as many times as possible. All right? Gas and food and rent and housing is already going up. We don't need to be spending any more money at the vet. And I love my vet. And I want my vet to stay open. And they're a business. But I don't want to give them money for surgeries that I could have prevented with a correction. Remote cowers are under $200. The knowledge I'm giving you is free. Now you have to apply the knowledge. So many dog trainers are going to tell you this is wrong. I'm like, really? I'd like to know how you keep your dog from killing your chickens. Step by step. Tell me, step by step, tell me, and then give me the documentation. Don't just show me the finished product, because how do I know that dog used to kill chickens? And then also, don't show me the, 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 the start and the finish, because I want to know how you did it. Everybody's on reward, reward, reward. We're on reward, too. But context. Everybody needs context. Nobody's talking about context. And that's the problem. They're lumping it all into one big, huge circle. Oh, my God. Jeff corrects dogs. Because I've heard these. I've seen the videos. At 100 for 10 seconds for not doing a downstay. Did I say that? Didn't say that. Never said that. Never will. Because that's not what we do. I have videos that show how we do it. When a dog doesn't relax in a crate, dog doesn't put its head down, blast the dog at 100. I didn't say that. I've got a video on that. Shows you how we do it. I'm trying to make your life better. And for all, there's a lot of trainers out there saying it's wrong, but guess what? They're doing the exact same thing. The exact same thing. They just don't want the social media pushback. They're just afraid of all the hate. Stop being a fucking wimp. Step up and tell the truth. Tell the truth. Everybody's afraid. Everybody's afraid. Stop being afraid. Be a leader. If more people talked about this, then people would start realizing that this is the norm. And it is the norm. This is not my training. This is the training on how you stop unwanted behaviors. Enough of this my training stuff. This is industry standard for anybody that fixes a problem. Go right to the questions. <clears throat>
Carol, my dog was trained. With, and if anything, if any of the questions are not pertaining to the subject, what I do is I bounce them up to the Q&A. Um, tonight at 6 p.m., there's a Q&A show with the lovely Joelle and myself. It's the What Would Jeff Do show. Right after this, I'll put the link up. You'll see it on Facebook. You'll see it on YouTube. And that's a live Q&A show. Um, we're also, I do a lot of one-on-ones. If you're really struggling with, with some major issues, one-on-ones. But remember, this is the recipe. Join Patreon for 10 bucks. Then buy your then buy your um, a consult and then buy your courses for twenty percent off. That's the recipe. My dog my dog was trained with a knee collar about seven years ago. Lately, I've been seeing some reactivity, so I put it back on her. She's a perfect angel with knee collar on. No corrections needed. She just knows. Can I ever take it off? Yeah, but why don't you correct her though? Set the dog up to correct. Be corrected. Set the dog up. Also, correct the dog for other things. How's the dog's down? Does the dog forge ahead? Does the dog try to get out of thresholds? Does, does the dog recall quick enough? So your dog is collar wise, but also it's like, first of all, why is it even so let's say you let's say you had a remote collar on your dog on every walk. Let's just say you did. Is that so bad? Nope. Hell, I want to walk around my freaking neighborhood in my underpants, but I'm not allowed to. I got to put shorts on. How long? How long do I got to put shorts on or pants on? How come I can't walk around in my neighborhood in my underpants? So you put a remote collar on the dog. Attach the leash to a regular collar, any collar you want. Put a slip lead on the dog. Get a nice walk in. But don't just wait for the dog to explode on the walk. Find other cracks. Look for other cracks during the day that you can correct your dog for. I'm sure there's other cracks. Alicia says, good morning. Good morning to you, Alicia. Karen, hey, Karen, how are you? Surprised you got time and you, you don't got 20 clients a day that you go to. Good morning, Jeff. Love that you're doing this show. Thank you. I love doing this show too. I'm doing it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Facebook and on um, YouTube. I'm getting a lot of good feedback on this show. Good morning, Jeff. Looking forward to this one today. Oh, good. Allison, this was probably done at yeah, 8.09. Kelly gave me a heart. Thank you, Kelly. Love you too. Don't forget academy.solidcaninetraining.com. A lot of good courses there. Alicia says, what about for trainers who want to set the bar higher? So Alicia, the kudos to you. Then make videos. Just make videos. And you don't have to be as intense as me. Just make start making videos. So start making videos about how to get better training. Every single dog out there should have a minimum of service dog, service dog public access training. There's no reason why you can't do it. Most people can't even walk their dog on a leash. They just can't. Now, the dog's on the leash. They are going for a walk. But if they drop that leash, that dog would be gone. So, Alicia, if you want to set the bar higher, start making a bunch of how-to videos on how you train the command and then how you started getting to set the bar higher. And do it in your voice. Do it in your voice. People want to see you. They want to see you. Um, Pax says, you're an amazing Jeff. Thanks for all the effort and time. You're truly helpful and ridiculously funny. Oh, thanks, Pax. 
Allison, I do walking one-on-one with clients and struggle with finding the triggers during our sessions. I spend two hours with the client hunting down distractions, but they can be hard to find. Yeah, it's true. We, we hunt down too. What you can do is this. Have the owner videotape, have someone videotape the owner without you there, without you there. Because it's association. The dog looks at you differently than the owner. The dog knows it probably can't get away with things with you there. That's the magic of the inner circle that we're doing. We're doing the inner circle. We've got another one starting in November. Allison says, it's frustrating because I'd love to eliminate the leash reactivity for the client and coach them through it. But there's not any distractions outside. Um, I feel like I'm shorting the client dog. Set it up. <clears throat> Set it up. Work outside of dog parks, not in dog parks. I can't stand dog parks. Work outside of dog parks. Go to areas in the morning, like bike trails and, and, and popular walking paths, 5 o'clock, you know, you know, 8 o'clock, when there's probably going to be a lot of dogs out. Or bring dogs with you, bring another person with you, set it up. Understand the loading process. Get the dog to walk behind you. There's plenty of opportunities you can do. But hunt down dogs. Hunt on dogs. There's dogs everywhere. And what kind of e-cower? I mean, we prefer um, e-cower technology, e-cower.com. We prefer the mini educator. We've got them on our website. You don't have to buy them from us, though. Buy them from Amazon. But I think we're actually same price. SolidK9Training.com in our shop. Mini educator. Comes with instructions. We've got videos. <clears throat> Many people have videos. Allison, yep, spend 3,500 hours on my five-year-old boy getting in the garbage, eliminating that immediately. Thought it was, he was a dead dog for sure, but he's 13 now. Yep, there you go. Allison, your story times probably half a million, if not more. If not more. They have dogs they call zipper dogs. In the vet industry, there's a term called zipper dogs. Maybe not at your vet office, but I've heard it from so many vets, vet techs. Zipper dogs. Why? Because they eat so much stuff. They go in for so many times for a surgery. It'd be a lot easier just to install a zipper so you can just zip them open and remove it. $3,500. So almost, well, not anymore. Used to be a down payment on a house. <clears throat> um, low stimulation does not work. Well, Carol, actually, yes, it does. But context. When we're training a dog, when we're at the CS stage, the continuous stage of remote cower training, when we're introducing the remote, we absolutely use low. But context, when you're correcting a dog, why would you use low? That's not a correction. That's not a correction. Um, I had to stimulate my dog repeatedly on leash for jumping in the air while we were walking. Gave him a good correction two weeks ago. Hasn't done it since. Exactly. That's the point. So low stimulation, your dog probably didn't even feel when it was overly aroused jumping in the air. It literally probably did not feel it. Just because it feels it in the house in a sterile environment, that doesn't mean it's going to feel it outside when it's highly aroused. So say you're at number five, it might not even feel 15. It might not even feel 25. But everyone's afraid. Everybody's afraid to go high. And then you've got the dog trainers out there that are like the gatekeepers of the numbers. I don't talk about names, even though everybody likes to use my name. I don't talk about anybody's name. But there's the gatekeepers of the numbers. Never go above 20. Never go above 50. 
That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. I wish I had cowards that went up to 400. We've had double cowards that dogs don't care about. Two cowards on one on one uh, uh, neck piece. That's 200. They don't care when they're in drive. These are highly intense dogs. They literally don't care. Why? Because their drive is so high. You put $10,000 on the other side of an underground fence, I'm getting it. You put 10 bucks, not even going to try. How bad does a dog want something? It's also self-fulfilling to the dog to sometimes act like a total ass. <clears throat> Edward says, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Edward. We'll see you soon. Edward's in New Jersey. We have a seminar at his location. Um, Anne says, thank you for your knowledge. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Um, Wometa, when healing two dogs, an older dog and a puppy, with a dog, the big dog knowing a proper heal and the puppy not, should I teach the big dog to be the one on the left side since she's more secure in the command? Um, there's a couple of different options. Um, dog goes, the, the trained dog goes on the outside, the untrained dog goes on the inside of you, or if you want to do one dog on one side, but I usually like to do two dogs at the same time, but I would train the young dog first without the older dog. Robert says, hello, hello, Robert, how are you? Bo, good morning, Jeff, you're awesome. Well, thank you, just sharing my knowledge. Allison, great idea. We have a, two, a few different dog parks run, uh, locally central, uh, located centrally, and they're usually full of naughty, badly behaved dogs. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. Outside of dog parks are great training grounds. And it says, thank you. I'm in Canada, so we'll look for it. There's a specific model of educator. Yeah, the mini educator 300. Um, thank you for the info. Just go to amazon.ca. <clears throat> um, Melissa says, this week a five-year-old trained Frisbee dog died on the table, regularly dental, regular dental and dog didn't wake up, not even as serious as an obstruction, so sad. Yep. Yep. Dogs die all the time on the table. All the time. All the time. It's a vet office. Dogs go in for surgery. They die. It could be, it could be, it could be bad, bad surgery, bad anesthesia. Bless you. Joel sneezing up a storm. It's a pre-sneeze. Jim sneeze. Carol, you gave me the courage to up that button to give a proper correction. I thank you so much for that. You're welcome, Carol. So I got a feeling it worked. Why people don't, why people can't properly correct their dogs blows my mind. Why people can't take away their cell phone from their teenager for doing something wrong and then keeping that cell phone for as long as you freaking want to blows my mind. Why people can't take away their kids' car keys for doing something wrong blows my mind. Everybody wants their kids and their dogs to be their friend. Nobody wants to be hated. They're not going to hate you. They're not going to hate you. Everything will be fine. Melissa, when I started decal with my Frisbee dog over threshold, she was on high and didn't stop. The next exposure, she was feeling it at 30. That was a year ago. Doesn't take as much now. Exactly. You get a dog that's a, a drivey dog. This is what I always say. You, you get a drivey dog. 
And if you can't call your dog off a Frisbee, you can't call your dog off a ball, well, you're not going to call your dog off deer either. But nobody wants to do that. I want Frisbee to be fun. I want Frisbee to be fun too. But I also don't want to be throwing a Frisbee into a canal with a bunch of alligators and I can't call my dog out of it before it goes, in, before it goes into the canal. So... That's what I got for you today, guys. Wake the fuck up with Jeff. I'm up. Got up at one. It's my morning. Got to get a lot done. If you're not an early riser, I would encourage you to get early rise. I got two hours work done. Went to the gym. Came home. Took a nice bike ride with the dogs. Let the boarding train dog out for a pee. Made breakfast for Ange. Eight o'clock in the morning, did my show. So, hope everyone has a fantastic day. I'll see everybody tonight with the What Would Jeff Do show with the lovely Joelle. But remember, put everything into context, please. Are we talking about obedience or behavior mod, good manners? There's a recipe for everything. If you need help, we do one-on-one -on -one consults. And, and let me throw you the green to graduate ad right, again. That's it. And I'm going to lure. Good. Down. Good. So Tucker here. On these, on these, Good uh, job. Down. For my podcast trees. Turn around and come back towards us. Angel's walking. Tucker, here! That's my boy! It's a New England property, 180 acres. Here? There we go. That's my boy. Great. All right, everybody. Madly in love with you. I care. I care so fucking much. That's why I'm here for you. All right. You all take care. And I will see you all tonight. Love you guys.